With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, so uh, it's Farrell on the bench on a pain-free Friday in the biggest way possible. Hanging out of bed, see the broken in a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad letters, bad taste, bad law, bad new, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the front of the place right across the river and through the woods from where Granny, somebody tried to steal her CBD oil and then she threw a bottle of wine at him, but not before she had a couple of hits off of it. In New York City, the Big Apple, ooh, people dressed in plastic bags, they're in traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do be all my friends to come around, fly to fly to a party of rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, this town's a tattered, my brain splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake it ooh. What's well, gigging is Pharrell with Carver High, and so uh, explain that to me. Yesterday, Colorado State was in trouble. They were saying uh, that uh, the football staff was, you know, doing illegal. You know, what were they threatening players? Don't you're not allowed to say anything about our. COVID protocols and everything else. And what, wasn't that what it was, Carver? I had like a cover-up about COVID? Yes, and then, about, uh, th- the, like you said, the protocols that were going on around the uh, university, around the program, you should say. They just weren't doing any of it. And that they were lying about it. Correct. And so then, but then today, you're telling me that in one day, it turned into racism and bullying? And... Yesterday, half of the football team, uh, you know, came out and said none of it's true, that uh, their coaching staff never did any of that stuff. The uh, COVID hiding protocol, lying, all that was uh, BS, right? That's We were reporting that last night, that that's what they were saying. And now today, suddenly, they're racists and bullies. Shut down the football program? What a mess in Fort Collins. That's where Jesus lives. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, 
We bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. That music's the worst. It is the worst. I don't care if I'm back. It's terrible. Music's the worst. (laughs) Honestly. My dog can play a piano better. I don't even know what's happening there. Anyway, I just have to see this. Uh, Colorado State Athletic Director Joe Parker suspended all football activities indefinitely and asked the president to expand the announced investigation into the athletic department to include allegations of racism and verbal abuse in the football program. So uh, they paused all football activity, including practice workouts, team meetings, after learning of extremely troubling allegations of racism and verbal abuse from CSU's athletic administration generally and in the football program specifically. The school is committed to being anti-racist university. We will not tolerate behavior uh, or climate that goes against that core value. CSU Athletics committed to the health and well-being of student-athletes above all other priorities, and this includes their mental health. We believe it is our responsibility to make sure that all student-athletes feel welcomed and valued as members of an inclusive athletics community. I have consulted with the president about these new allegations, which obviously deeply concern her as well. While we have been working hard towards playing football, oh, it's just so so PR, this statement. I can't even read it anymore. I'm going to puke. Um He's concerned the lack of pay for the African-American coaches on the staff. He also said he had concerns about nepotism after um, Adazio hired his son and Urban Meyer's son-in-law. Parker said Meyer has been an advisor during the search for a new coach. And um, a harmful culture. He'd witnessed racially insensitive comments under Bobo and worried about a similar environment under Adazio. I'm more concerned about your conduct in allowing CSU athletics to become an environment where coaches can exhibit toxic masculinity as well as make racially insensitive comments to black players on your watch. Hill wrote to Parker after he was terminated in January. Also, uh, bringing in a new football coach who tells the graduate assistants within days of knowing them that he doesn't give a Pharrell about their feelings is contradictory to becoming committed to the holistic development of student athletes and of crafting a culture where students thrive. Okay, coaches, players, and sports medicine staff told ESPN that athletic department leaders discouraged athletes from being tested for COVID and are not providing accurate information to local and state health officials and are ignoring guidelines to quarantine athletes who might have been exposed. They were also exposed to the music that we play on this show. And it affected their mental health and their grades. The new allegations add another layer to the investigation. Colorado State hired Steve Adazio as a football coach in December, replacing Mike Bobo. And then uh, Adazio said he fully supported the investigation, of course, uh, in which he's lying. (laughs) He's lying. He fully supports the investigation into his racist 
uh, culture at Colorado State. Strangely enough, how many times have I told you the story that I, I, I like stayed there for a while in uh, Fort Collins? Carver, you know that's true, right? That I spent some time there. Yes, you've said that a couple of times to me and on the show. Yeah, it's at the foothill of the Rockies, and uh, Jesus lives there, and they've got really good reefer there. <laughs> I just wanted to say, based on, and good beer, really good IPA beers and reefer, and Jesus lives there. I saw him all over town. He's everywhere. I mean, I literally saw him everywhere I went. I mean, I at one point, I thought there were multiple Jesuses. <laughs> I thought there was, at one point, I thought there was a bunch of them there. And, uh, but I don't understand how it went from, they're not, you know, cover up to COVID tests to racism and verbal and mental abuse and bullying. And uh, it just sounds like. Well, you know, anyway. it is 2020. I mean, things change fast now. You know, it's 20, that's kind of the way the year's going. God, things change fast. You got that right. <laughs> I mean, my God. All right, just so you know, uh, we got Mike Williams on the show tonight, right? Coming up here in about 10 minutes. He's going to talk about the uh, Ferella Maker Trophy, which is the PGA Championship, which is going on on <laughs> for $5 on ESPN+. Plus. And then uh, at what time? 11, 12? I have Alyssa Rose from the Rose Report. She's uh, a baseball uh, reporter for us on SportsGrid. She does uh, like Mets, Yankees, and everything baseball. Media. She's also heavily involved in, which we're heavily involved in. Uh, SportsGrid and SportsGrid Radio has a gigantic presence on social media, and uh, she's heavily involved in that. I met her before uh, when I worked at CBS, so I knew uh, Alyssa before uh, she came to Sports Grid. And I also, uh, I know her dad, right? Isn't that right, uh, Carver I, Howie Rose? I think so. Uh, so, and, and what is he doing these days? Is he still, because, you know, I'm out of the loop. All I do is play basketball. Does he still, I know he did, uh, you know, Mets forever, right? Or what else did still he do? Does, still does the Mets on radio. Still does the Mets on radio, and then didn't he? Uh, did he ever do the Islanders? He did the Islanders for a long time, about twenty years. He did the Islanders, and then what, he quit doing the Islanders just to, to concentrate yeah, on baseball. Decided to decided to scale back and just do baseball. So he does baseball. Uh, what are the uh, Mets? Uh, they're on eight eighty now. Is that what they're on now? Uh, correct. So, and then before that, they were on uh, WOR. In New York? Uh, for a few seasons, yes. They were on OR between then, yes. Now, he, that, now they're on 880. Is he about my age, or is he older than me by a few years? Let's look it up. We have uh, nothing better to do. <laughs> it's very important that we find out how old Howie is. Let's see, I think. Oh, he's got me by he's got me by eleven years. Is he another? Uh, are we going to put him into that seventy eighty club? Are we going to put him in there? Do you think? Are we going to get him in there? What do you think? Is he going to? Oh, in front and a goal. It's three to nothing, Columbus. Good night, oh. Yankees. They're going to join the Penguins 
and the Oilers and and the Predators tomorrow. They're going to play mini putt putt, <laughs> and they're going to go golfing. They've got terrific tee times in the morning in uh, Toronto and Edmonton. Uh, actually, I think they're all going to meet up somewhere else in a COVID-free zone. All the losers today. So what is that like? Five of the is that about five of the teams that were facing elimination all lost so far today? Every team that was facing elimination has gone home, except There's the only, Wild who haven't played yet. Yes, there's one game to go that starts at 11 p.m. Eastern, and that is the Wild and the Canucks. But so far, nobody today has forced a game five. And uh, the worst of them would be the Penguins, correct? The worst loss would be my Penguins. Uh, and I know everyone takes great joy in me uh, losing uh, with my favorite team on earth, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Everyone always loves when my team loses, uh, especially uh, because they win so much, right? So they won five Stanley Cups. And so uh, they've won uh, three Stanley Cups recently in uh, nine, 16, and 17 back-to-back. And so uh, it's been three years since that. So it's far removed, if you ask me, since they're uh, winning ways. And they got their ass beat by the uh, Canadians. I said today on Coast to Coast they were going to lose because they were getting out-hit, out-skated, out-hustled. Uh, they never had possession of the puck the whole game. I don't know if you noticed that, Carver. I can't win if you don't have the puck. If you never have the puck, you don't win hockey games. You got you got to have the puck to you know skate into the zone and shoot. And if all you're doing is skating backwards and digging in the corners, your own end, you lose. That's what happens. That's called you're getting your ass beat. And the entire game, the first two periods when I was on the air, because I was on for the first and second period. Did I not say several times they're not winning this game because they can't even get the puck? And then the uh, Oilers lost. So much for Connor McDavid being the greatest player in the world. He couldn't win either. You're not the greatest player in the world when you can't win. Okay? So you guys keep telling everybody he's the greatest player in the world. He never wins. He never wins anything, let alone a Stanley Cup playoff game. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, 
All right, Pharrell on the bench. Michael Williams is our buddy uh, from GolfWRX.com. I still think he lives in D.C. I could be wrong. Uh, we always like having Mike on. Uh, how's it going, brother? I hope you're doing good. Yeah, doing good, man. Staying safe. And I am in D.C., nation's capital. All right, so um, where do I begin? All right, so I was watching. First of all, let me say this. I'm very upset, Michael. Because I just do not agree with the uh, ESPN Plus uh, coverage of the PGA Championship. Uh, my entire life, I watched the uh, the Leafs just score, but they're still down 3-1. They don't, I don't know if they have enough time uh, to get back into this game because they suck so bad. They scored again. It's 3-2, so they do have a shot. I didn't see them score the other goal. There's three minutes left. They're down a goal. So here's the deal. Uh, the other night, they blew a, a 3 nothing lead. Let's see if Columbus blows a 3 nothing lead. Excuse me, Michael. Sorry, I have to keep people updated. Anyway, so here's the deal. My entire life, I grew up watching the majors, right? And my favorite, believe it or not, I think I've told you before, is the Open Championship. I like uh, Lynx golf. I like bad weather. I like deep bunkers. I like wind. I like pelting rain. I like freezing. Uh, they're wearing sweatshirts, sweaters, hoodies. Uh, windbreakers, galoshes, the whole deal. And then uh, the courses eat them alive and they are brought down to their knees at the mercy of the golf gods. And it makes a man out of you playing over there. And all of the Americans are scared to death to play there. They hate it because they know they're going to get exposed. And so they show every, they show every round of golf in the majors, the masters, every shot, the open, every shot, uh, the PGA, every shot. And the U.S. Open, every shot. What is this? I got to pay. Now, listen, I already have ESPN Plus. I could care less about five bucks. But I'm speaking for the average fan. I'm speaking for the average guy that's not going to pay five bucks to watch golf on his cell phone. What has happened to golf that they put a major on a streaming app on a phone to watch the majors for god's sakes we've been in a quarantine and a in a pandemic i can't watch the pga championship on television all day that's absolute bs yeah i mean i i feel you and you know i but i can remember back in the day where you know even weekend coverage of the masters i'm able to remember where that was the back nine no one ever knew what the front nine looked like because all they showed on tv was the back nine so over the course of time we have become very accustomed to getting more and more of our major championships. And you're right, that which you are comfortable with, you become to feel entitled to. And that's what I felt when, you know, we announced now you got to pay five bucks to watch the first two days of this tournament. Am I in favor of it? No. But, you know, I understand it because, I mean, look at the flag that's flying outside the window. That's the American flag, man. And that's the way people do here. And especially with ESPN, because they've been hemorrhaging money because they've been showing, you know, what? Australian rules football, you know, again, you know, to, to make up for the time when there's no live sports, they're firing people left and right. The only people working in some of those places are Mickey's family, you know, over at Disney. So, you know, I, I, I understand why they do it. I also don't agree with it, but you know, that falls firmly into the folder labeled. It is what it is. I got to tell you though, uh, it hurt this championship in ways I don't think we've seen yet because I have to tell you, like, I watched it today on my uh, smartphone, whatever. I watched it. I had it on, but I I didn't really pay attention to it. I'll be honest with you. 
I had it on, but I was watching the Islanders. I was watching uh, the Penguins. And then when it came on, uh, and when it came on TV uh, in the afternoon, late afternoon on ESPN, then, then I watched like, uh, you know, cause I love golf, but I, I just feel like, um, I'll be honest with you. I, I feel like they lost, uh, the championship for sure on Thursday and Friday. Like there isn't a, I don't even think there's anyone on the face of the earth that cares about this tournament right now. I mean, honestly, because of that, well, no, no one even cares about it. They, all they care about is NBA and baseball and hockey, and that's it. I don't care what anybody. UFC's got more juice, and the Leafs just tied it. Anyway, I, I mean it. I think they've lost the golf fan with their BS. Well, I think they lost the average fan, like the general fan. I mean, the golf fan's going to do what they got to do, right? I mean, it's like the guy who's going to pay for a UFC fight. If you're into that, it doesn't matter what the number is. You're going to pony up. Um, but I do think you're right that it does lose the opportunity to get the average fan who is starved for sports, you know, and would watch major championship golf for free if it was available. And, uh, you know, they're trying to balancing all these things, you know, the revenue opportunity versus, you know, the opportunity to grow the game. And I guess the dollar won out on this one versus the average fan but you know what gets everybody back you know eldrick uh woods on the leaderboard coming into the weekend if 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 the big cat is anywhere near the lead then everybody watches and that includes everybody who can't even spell golf they'll watch that thing because of that guy um he's sitting at i believe even par right now he was two over on the first two under on the first day two over on the first day so he's not out of it you know he's um eight shots behind the leaders uh, it's like uh, Hao Sung Lee uh, from China, first Chinese golfer ever to lead a major championship after one round. So he's set for life. The party is uh, really literally preparing a party <laughs> for him. Uh, and you got Tommy Fleetwood, who he always reminds me like as an extra from Snatch. You know, I always want to ask him like, you know, hey, do you like dags? You know, he's just got like that. <laughs> 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 freaking, freaking snatch, you know? Do you like dags? So, you know, and you've got you know, a few other guys who are up there, but, you know, you've got the, the major championship winners right behind. you got Brooks Kepka, a.k.a. the Terminator, who's sitting back there. To me, that guy's like the – he's like Jack Nicholas 2.0. He's got that same sort of relentless nature, that pace car nature to him. I'm going to put up a, a, a number, and let's see if any of you fools can catch it. That, that's exactly the way he plays the major championships. And he's doing it now, even where, where his hip is popping out on every other drive. He's got a guy out there stretching him out and putting right. his hip joint back into place. So God forbid this guy gets some PT overnight and come out and comes out and, and, and is healthy. But I mean, to answer your question, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to lose some people. You're going to lose some interest. And of course you got the NBA just back into the bubble. You got hockey, which you can't stop talking about because you know, hockey's awesome. Um, but if Eldrick is up there, if Tiger's up there, the hockey players stop playing hockey to go watch Tiger compete in the, in the final round, right? I'll give you that. Uh, that's that's pretty uh, certain. But here's the deal. You know as well as I do, he's he's finished in this tournament. You, you seriously think he's making up? Because if you think they're going to stop at eight, uh, do you think they're going down? Do you think they're going down? Because if they're going down, he's going down. If they're going up, he's not going to be able to catch him. I don't think the score is going to be uh, as good. I don't, I, don't, I don't see another eight another eight shots uh, gained on that golf course over the course of the weekend. So the, uh, in the beginning, it was soft. The greens were soft. Um, even though it was cold, the greens were very, very receptive. And the course was playing much, much easier. And the Chinese guy, Lee, had the last round that will be played under those conditions. The, the greens are firming up now. The fairways are firming up. 
and the winds are going to start to blow a little, a little bit more allegedly over the weekend. And just like open golf, you were saying if the if the weather is with them, the courses you know have teeth. And if the weather is not there, if you don't have wind and rain and those sorts of conditions, then you know the course really just opens the kimono and everybody can get at it. So it's um, if, if the weather is there, I think that uh, you know the, the scores aren't going to go too too much lower. And I think Tiger does have a chance. He's still like in the top three iron players in, in, in the world. So if he can play from the fairway and hit a putt, he had everything yesterday and he putted like Ray Charles today. So, you know, if he can get back to hitting some putts, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll be fun. He'll be fun. <laughs> Did you hear him? <laughs> hey, so uh, what's the deal? Did this guy Vera, Lorenzo Vera, did he finish at six or seven? I mean, which is it? Uh, ESPN, they got on their they got on their one scoreboard. They got him at seven, and the other one, they got him at six. Uh, is there another one? He's at five. <laughs> I mean, what what was his he score? <laughs> he finished at six. He finished at six six under. So him and Lee were at the top of the leaderboard, and the PJ Championship does that like almost no other. For the first two days, you see these guys. So you've never seen or never heard. Of, I call them the milk carton kids because, like, have you seen this golfer? You know, you've never, <laughs> you know, you've never seen it before. And all of a sudden they pop up in the first two days of the PGA Championship. But, you know, that's why that's why Kepka is looking good. To me, he's the practical leader. He's two shots behind the lead, um, behind behind Lee. I mean, Fleetwood's a championship golfer. He's going to win a major someday. Jason Day is a former winner. He's got some, some cars there with him. But, you know, you expect a guy – like um, Lorenzo Vera, Lee, these guys, no disrespect. Well, perhaps maybe just a little disrespect, but I think that they will probably run out of oxygen, you know, at some place over the, the weekend. Funny story about Lee, bro. I got to tell you this, man. The guy, so the guy goes out and shoots this round, ends up on the top of the leaderboard. He's in the opening groups, right? Seven hours later, the guy's still on the practice range. Yeah, practice. I saw that. Seven hours later. I mean, I saw. It. I mean, you talk about. I, I, I was like, "What are you doing, man? Come on, what, what are you I, trying to figure out? You're in the I league. Saw, it's, it's insane." I saw I, the guy I, Jason Davis talk. He said, "I would have already passed out by the time <laughs> that guy." He said, "I with." He goes, "He doesn't have kids and all kinds of wives and problems." <laughs> he goes, "He's that." He goes, "That guy has nothing better to do than go out and practice for forty hours a day." And he said, uh, it, "I saw him on the practice, or he said he saw him hitting balls when he was teeing off, and he came back and he was still practicing five hours later." Uh, so he's crazy. Hey, yeah. Mike, enjoy. Enjoy Saturday and Sunday. I got to run, but uh, we'll catch up again uh, for all the big golf tournaments. You know that. And uh, uh, I love you. Enjoy Saturday and Sunday. Try not to give ESPN any money. <laughs> I love you back, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Michael Williams uh, with us on the PGA Championship tonight. So uh, Lee is the leader. Fleetwood and Jason Day with Berger, Kepka, all at uh, six under. And Justin Rose, Lorenzo Vera, who? And some guy named Champ from uh, America. All right, so I have to go back to the uh, Leafs game because it's so exciting. 
And uh, it's tough. Like, I didn't want to interview Michael and, like, cash his buzz and, like, ruin his interview with hockey. But the the game was so exciting. I'm sitting here watching, and they they were down 3 nothing after the Jenner, Brody Jenner goal. Is that his name? And then uh, Nylander scored to make it 3-1. Then Tavares, 3-2. And then Hyman, 3-3. He tied it with 20 seconds left in the game. Now, I went on record with uh, the Golden uh, Muzzy. Did I not tell him that Nylander has been, I think, a difference maker for the Leafs? Uh, for me, he's been the best player. And again tonight, you're down 3 nothing. Who scores the goal to get you going? Nylander. I don't even think he's that good of a player. I think he's okay. But I, I think he's been good in this series for them. And he had a huge goal from Hyman and Marner. And then Marner assisted with Matthews on the Tavares goal. And then Matthews and Nylander again. So a goal and an assist in that barrage that started at 16.03, then 16.54, and then 19.37. They uh, tied it up to send it to overtime. They were up 3 nothing. Atkinson, Gavrikov, and Jenner. And Jenner scored in the third period to make it 3 nothing. And you thought the game was iced. But how crazy is that, Carver High, that uh, last night, the Leafs were up 3 nothing and blew that game 4-3, and Columbus stole it, and they were laughing on their bench going to the room after the game. I mean, they were all laughing, including jerkwad torts. And uh, I want to beat his ass so bad. I just, I want to, like, find him and beat his ass. Can you say that on the radio? You just I just want to find him and beat his ass, like, just for fun. Someone needs, you know, he's the guy, he's the bully, right? Mr. Big Bully. He's the one that, you know, you know, treats everyone like crap and, and yells and screams at people and, and talks down to people and makes people, puts them in their place and everything else. You know what you need to do to him, don't you? <laughs> you need to slap his ass around and beat his ass. He needs to have his ass beat. That's what he needs. That guy, no one ever beat his ass. Meanwhile, he's like four foot two. I will beat his ass with one hand tied behind my back just for fun. Set it up, Carver. Can you write that down in the uh, book of things to do? Yes, I just contacted uh, Columbus to make sure that we can set that up. I'm looking at, uh, you know, when the COVID ends, if I could get out there and find him and then, you know, beat his ass with one arm tied behind my back. Let's do it. Let's. Uh, it'll be fun. Do you want to maybe put it on TV? We'll do a little charity event, something like that, or? Well, ESPN Plus for five dollars. <laughs> Put that in the uh, book of things to do. So, anyway, what do you think of the comeback? I know that you have money on Columbus to win the series. You could still win that tonight. You could still win that bet tonight. But what do you think of this comeback in in less than three minutes? What they did? Yeah, it, it's different than last <laughs> night. You know, it, it you've got two three nothing leads in back to back nights that get blown, but they were blown in such different ways. Last night was just like a slow, uh, you know, like a slow burn. Like it just, it took a while. That three nothing lead was in the middle of the second period and Columbus just kind of chipped away at it a little bit and a little bit as the game kept going. Whereas tonight, I mean, there was five minutes left in the game and there's a three goal lead and Toronto blitzes them in the last five minutes and gets three goals. Just a completely different way than last night. Uh, fascinating. You know that. They're going to come out flying here. It's just like Columbus last night. The Leafs should come out with a little extra juice because they thought their season was over 20 minutes ago. I mean, over. And now they're sitting here, and they've got a chance to force a game five on Sunday. 
Yeah, and they'd be the only team that uh, staved off elimination if they win this game uh, tonight because everyone else lost. Everyone yeah, else six, lost. Six elimination games so far. Everybody uh, has been eliminated. You've got Toronto with a chance to force a game five and still coming up later on tonight in Edmonton. You've got Minnesota with a chance to force a game five. Penguins are finished. Panthers are finished. Predators are finished. Oilers are finished. Leafs are still alive. They need to score a goal or they're done. And then the Canucks wild getting set to go any minute. And uh, here it is. This is the, they're about ready to start up again. And I don't even know what's going on there. They're like showing, are you seeing this? Like I'm on NHL network. They're showing, they're going to start in five minutes. Meanwhile, the game's going to start in about 20 seconds. (laughs) Maybe they're talking about the Canuck game. That's going to start in five minutes. Uh, Maybe Maybe they're they're showing, uh, they're just showing highlights. That's why they're they're not starting for another five minutes. I thought they were actually on the ice and getting ready to go. So they're starting in, in five minutes. Fair enough. All right, so while we wait, I thought I'd, uh, at the very least, get you caught up on um, the Celtics are killing the Raptors tonight. It's 70-52 to in the third with five minutes left. So that's crazy, right? 70-52, uh, to 52, blowing them out. The Pelicans won that game 118-107. Sixers 108-101 over the Magic. Nets uh, made a playoff berth 119-106 over the Kings. Grizzlies beat the Thunder 121-92. And the Spurs beat the Jazz 119-111. So in that uh, Celtic game, now, I am right. They're starting the game right now. And meanwhile, they're selling on, they're literally selling on NHL Never. The, the overtime starts in three minutes and 50 seconds. Meanwhile, they're dropping the puck right now. You might want to take that off the screen there. Somebody, somebody in master control coming up. Leafs and uh, Leafs and, and Blue Jackets in three minutes, 35 seconds. It's still, they're still counting it down. Meanwhile, they're in the overtime. I knew I was right. I was, I was like, maybe I'm seeing something here because it looks like they're about to drop the puck. No, no, these are high. Oh, shot on Matthews trying to win it early in the exercise and in front is losing. So in the uh, Celtic game, Tatum's got 18. He's the leader. And then on the other side, they look horrible. Van Fleet has uh, 12 to lead Toronto, who's obviously taking the night off. I just want to see again real quick who's uh, not playing or something here. Because I could have sworn. So Siakam is in. He's got nine. Lowry's playing. He's got 11. Gasol's got six. That's terrible. And uh, Ibaka's playing, Powell, David, they're all playing. So, and then as far as Tatum, Hayward, Tice, Walker, Brown, they're all playing. They're all playing. The Celtics are just kicking their ass. That's just all there is to it. They're killing them. Yeah, no, I did not see that tonight. I did not I either, right? I got, how about this one in baseball for you? Your Buckos, who had the walk-off against the Twins yesterday, tonight, down 12-9, going to the ninth. They get three runs of Frazier th- uh, Homer to tie the game at 12s against the Tigers. Right I saw that. They were down 12-9 <laughs> in a minute ago when I looked, and now they're tied. 
<laughs> Tied at 12s, the Tigers and the Pirates. Didn't I wear my Pirates jersey the other day on the air and they won on a walk-off? On, on the walk-off against Minnesota, you wore your Pirate jersey. And uh, the Marlins win again, too. That is a final. They beat the Mets at City Field. 4-3. to three. They never lose. The Marlins are going to go uh, 56 and 4. <laughs> I think they're going to go 56 and 4. They may not. Wouldn't that be funny if they actually did that? They got they all got the Hanta and then they and they won 56 out of 60. And then they won the World Series again. And uh in mid-season they fired Mattingly and brought back Trader Jack. <laughs> I think he died, didn't he? I think I think he died. He did die. Let's we might want to check that as well. <laughs> what else did we check tonight? How old how how old how he was? <laughs> We're horrible human beings on this program. Horrible. I love. Honestly, is he still alive? <laughs> Well, he's not long for this world. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. He's one of my favorites, though. I have pictures with Trader Jack. I know. what. Why was he on my mind this week? It's because Mattingly passed Trader Jack for all-time yes. wins. That's great. He's still alive at 89, still smoking them cigars. Remember how great he was? He partied. Yeah, I, I remember it all right. Him and Jim Leland, right? Of course you remember it because you're a Yankee fan. You didn't like that uh, 2003. Yankee fans, Yankee fans remember Jack McKeon well with those cigars. We remember. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think of the Yankees crying about the uh, situation in Philly? I honestly thought it was really weak. I, I really did. Um, you know, you're a team. You're playing great baseball. Uh, you're the Yankees, the big, mighty Yankees. Uh, to sit there after the game and not just cry about the fans uh, out in center field and whatever. I mean, you heard Boone on Coast to Coast today. We played the audio talking about, well, you know, the kind of situation we're playing in right now, you know, it's like a golf atmosphere. Calm down. Uh, honestly, there's a couple people out in center field making a little noise behind the gate. Play the game. All right. You're used to having 50,000 people in the stadium. I know you for two weeks you've played with nobody in there. So now all of a sudden uh, it's a problem. And then Montgomery was even worse. Uh, saying that the Philly announcers up in the broadcast booth are talking louder when they're throwing the pitches, I I was a little I was a little taken back by it, Scotty. I didn't like it at all. I think it's a lot of crying from the Yankees. Do you know who uh, won that game for the Marlins tonight? Do you know who did it? Francisco Cervelli hit a three-run homer. Servi. Your boy Cervelli, he was wasn't he a Yankee and then a Pirate, right? Big time, I believe he won a ring with the '09 team, Cervelli. He did, and then he was with the Pirates forever. Do you think if the Leafs lose this game, that um, any of the players will end up in a rubber room? Well, the good thing if the Leafs lose is they don't even have to spend another night in the bubble; they could just drive home to their houses, right? That's right, because they live right there. <laughs> they live right there. They don't have to get on a plane; they can go right home. Well, don't a lot of them go to like uh, they they like going to the lakes and stuff in Canada. They go and they go off to these you know lake towns and yeah, you know they go. You know what I mean? They all go off to their watering holes, and I'm not talking about 
uh, bars either. I'm talking about lakes and boats and out in the wilderness. They try to go escape uh, reality and, and the pressures and the grind of the NHL. I got to tell you, the Leafs came out flying in this overtime. They came out flying. Like, they have so much speed and talent. They're trying to just, like, get the puck and score. I'll give them that. They are going at it hard to win this game. And uh, it they're so different, these two teams, I think, Carver High. One of them's very fast, and they move the puck, and they they push it around and try to get in position from angles and, and the, you know, get someone flying through the slot. And they got all these guys cutting and slicing and shooting. And the other team is this mucker grinder hitting slow, slodgy type team, right? The ultimate contrast to styles. The Leafs want to play pond hockey and the blue jackets want to play, just slog it up, uh, trap up the middle of the ice. Don't let you do anything. And let's be fair up until the five-minute mark of this third period, the Blue Jackets had done it the entire series. Yeah. So, when we come back, I'll catch you up on all the scores. Hopefully, we'll be on the air when this game ends, and I can give you a reaction as it happens. I think a lot of the games today, I was in a break when things happened, like the... All right, for all events, anyway, what I was saying was I was on the air when Arizona uh, won the game over the Predators. So that, uh, Saj, I like being on when these things happen, not being in a break. And then, um, you know, the Leafs right now are in overtime. I have to say, uh, I just I was in the Church of Pharrell in the live chat, and I said that uh, the Oilers, you know, the Penguins suck, and it's embarrassing. But they got outplayed, like, easily outplayed like they it was just so apparent and obvious and then i mean they they just never had the puck and they were just always skating backwards and and you know they should have lost and then the oilers i i was saying that mcdavid and the oilers suck too because they do the bottom line is that all i ever hear about is how great he is which i know he is that's that's great he's a you know heart guy mvp all the rest but what does all that get you but a slice of uh, sharp cheddar cheese when you don't win cups? You know, there's a difference. I always said, and no one wants to hear it. They don't like hearing it, but he's nowhere near. I don't care what anyone says. He's nowhere near Gretzky. Not even close. It's not even close, Carver High, because Gretzky, all he did was shatter every record ever, and he won. <laughs> he won cups. That's all he did was win cups. And this guy is no more near a cup than he could. Uh, he has a better chance of uh, becoming the, the king of England. And he's not English. He's got a better chance of being the king of England than uh, winning a Stanley Cup. You know why? Because that GM there is a hack. And they got two players on the whole team. And one of them, no one's ever heard of. That's about to win the Hart Trophy, Dreisaitl. And he had two goals, whatever, in the game the other night. But he didn't do anything today either. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear how great he is when he never wins. They got beat by, like, the two worst teams. The, the Canadians and the, and the Blackhawks were, like, the two worst teams in the whole thing, weren't they? And they... And they beat the Penguins and Oilers. So all the other fans can shut up and drink your warm beer. 